Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Maura Z and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, July 5th, 2019, and we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism. We are on page 38, reading the first paragraph that begins on through the years, and we'll be concentrating our comments on that paragraph. Ooh, today's readers are Judy K, 12 Steps, Barbara E, 12 Traditions, readers of the text, Larry K, excuse me, Susan H, and Larry K. And important numbers for yesterday, July 4th, yesterday, 7 a.m., share ID 13,114, 13114. And yesterday's 10 a.m., share ID 13,116, 13116. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Judy Kay, would you please read the 12 steps of OA? Press star one to unmute. Judy Kay, star one. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I'm un now unmuted. Thank you. This is Judy Kay. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Judy Kay, first-time service giver. You handled that with a plum. Thank you. Barbara E., would you please read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous? Maura, thank you for your cheerful disposition and the honor of doing this. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey, and here are the 12 traditions as adapted for Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do this service. Hello. I guess. Thank you, Barbara hello, hello, E. Hello, 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 hello. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. 
Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you're not muted, would you please check your phones with doing a star one? Thank you so much for helping us keep the meeting clear. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism and we're on page 38. We'll be reading and commenting on the first paragraph only that begins on through the years. And I would now like to ask Susan H. if she would read that paragraph and comment on it. Thank you, Susan, for your service. Good morning. This is Susan H. I am a recovered compulsive eater from Ohio and a very grateful one. On through the years, this conduct continues, accompanied by his continual promises to be careful or to keep off the streets altogether. Finally, he can no longer work, his wife gets a divorce, and he is held up to ridicule. He tries every known means to get the jaywalking idea out of his head. He shuts himself up in an asylum, hoping to mend his ways. But the day comes. Out he races in front of a fire engine, which breaks his back. Such a man would be crazy, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, such a man would be crazy, wouldn't he, is what stands out to me. Um, I can't identify with the thrill of the danger, but I can definitely identify with hurting myself with compulsive eating over and over throughout a great part of my life. My head told me, my head told me that's crazy. You, you can't keep doing this, but I, the compulsion was, was overwhelming. So, so I did. Um, I'm so grateful that I've come to a place and a group and a program that showed me, helped me to understand that I, I am powerless over this. Not helpless, but powerless. And that uh, only a higher power could return me to sanity. As a result of turning over my will in my life and following the rest of the steps, my life is in a better place than it's ever been before. I don't, I don't suffer the humiliation that the jaywalker had, <laughs> which I had a great deal of my life. Um, it's, it's just a different world now. I, I am so grateful. I understand, I understand that he was in a place where he couldn't tell the truth from the false. And that was that was that was the only life I knew when I was compulsively overeating, and yeah, his compulsion leads him right back to the same crazy actions. Um, 
I, I thought I was going to have something better to say about this, but that's how I identify in with this um, paragraph. Um, I'm grateful for my program, and my program has helped me in so many ways with every, every time I deal with life on life's terms, which just keeps coming up. Um, my program gets me through it, and uh, my higher power gets me through it. I have to stop struggling to take, take it back, and uh, that's what I'm working at. Uh, I, I continually <laughs> working to uh, increase and perfect my, my spiritual life. So I think I'm done rambling, and I will pass. Thank you, Susan, for your service. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, if you haven't shared in the last couple of days and you'd like to do so, please press star one and give me your first name and last initial one time. And as soon as I hear it, I'll repeat it and write it down. Who would like to share this morning? Janice McKay, Ohio. I heard Bas Jan or Janice. Or Kathy K. Kathy K. Vasa O. Barbara E. Knessa K. One more. Try again. Somebody R. Tiffany P. Somebody R. Nessa R. Nessa R. All right, guys, this is who I have. Jan or Janice was the first one I heard. Michelle Carr. I mean, Michelle K. I'm sorry, Michelle. We've got our list right now. Hold on. I heard a, I heard a Jan or a Janice. Janice PM. Good morning. Barbara. All right. I heard you. Good. Gotcha. Kathy K, Vasa O, Barbara E, Knessa K, and Nessa R. Woo! Let's go. Janice PM, you're up. Thank you so very much. Followed by Kathy K. Good morning. Janice PM, star one. Introduce myself, sure, talking away. Yes, Janice P.M. from Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I love the first four words, on through the years. Now, it wasn't a day or so. It, this is a year <laughs> for me. I'm just talking about my own experience. It took years for me, you know, with these behaviors, these crazy behaviors, picking up, putting down, uh, standing up while eating and trying and trying and trying to change this but it always was a promise oh you know the anthem I'm going to do it now I'm telling you I'm going to do it now because I'm not feeling good or I just know how I'm going to try to do it differently and I did I tried a lot of methods pills and Oh, everything else, groups, um, every, so it says here, he tries, <laughs> Janice tried, compulsive overeater, not a hot eater, but a compulsive overeater tries. If I didn't have the problem, I wouldn't have to try. I would just put the food down like a normal person, but I'm not. <laughs> My husband used to say, can't you just, just moderate, you know, he would cook and I would taste. Um, and he just couldn't understand it, but I would say it doesn't count. So I tried every means 
to get this compulsion, this obsession, obsession first, because if I didn't have the obsession, I wouldn't be trying to stop. And this is what happened to this jaywalker. You think, oh, this is absurd. This he, I would never do that. Oh, my goodness, I would never do that. Well, you know, a normal person must say, gee, she already knows she's got this diabetes and she's getting fat. And her uncle calls her matronly looking. And you'd think that she would stop. But I couldn't. I knew the danger. But I couldn't stop. So I'm going to try all kinds of methods now, methods that I didn't try. He liked, he liked the jaywalker. He shuts himself up in an asylum. Oh, this is going to be it. This is going to do it. Hope against hope against hope because the mind was so sick. I couldn't change my mind. I couldn't get it out of my mind. I was powerless. What a what a great example of powerlessness. Isn't it crazy what he does walking in front of a fire engine and all that? Oh, I would never do that. Well, I do the same thing. I did the same thing with the food, you know, and I believed the truth. I believed that sick mind of mine, even though I, I, the consequences were, were not good, not what I wanted the consequences to be. So, yeah, I am the same as this jaywalker. It is not absurd, uh, and it isn't strange, because I did very strange things and behaviors, and knowing that it's not good, did it anyway. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice PM. Kathy K, you're up, followed by Vasa O. Kathy K, star one, please. Vasa O, are you available? Would you go ahead, please? And we'll come back to Kathy K. Yes, I am, Maura Z. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Morazi, for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from Florida. And I remember when I read the, the story of the jaywalker years ago, I said, what is he, crazy? Running to the street and getting hurt? And I couldn't identify because I wasn't suffering with the same disease as he was. But when I started, uh, you know, identifying with the compulsion and obsessions with the food, I said, yeah, it's just in another way of being um, uh, the disease, you know. And I I did all those things for years. One on a, on a diet, eating once a day, eating, you know, my husband said, well, you, you eat only one meal a day. You start in the morning, you don't finish till at night time, and that was the truth. And even at night time, when I get up to go to the bathroom, I'd go and check the refrigerator. Isn't that insane? I mean, I ate when I was not hungry. So I wasn't even enjoying the foods I was eating because I was eating all the time. I mean, that's really insane. And then I remember when I worked, I said, well, maybe when I stop working, I'll have a better control when I go, when I don't work, you know, when my first child was born. Well, I was even more out of control because I had all the food in my kitchen. So, I mean, I did it all. And I remember saying, well, maybe if my husband just, of course, I had a baby, but he was still, still insane thinking. I was saying, well, if my husband just locks me in the room, 
then I can't get out and get the food. I mean, this is really insane thinking. Well, I didn't even know I had a disease in those days. I didn't even know I had the allergy. I'm just so grateful my higher power put a person that was recovered uh, in the OA program, and she led me into the 12 steps and the program. I was just so excited to finally find out what the problem was. I thought I just loved to eat and I cannot stop eating. And, of course, I did put the, put the food down, but I could never keep it off, keep it down. So I'm just so grateful. I read the doctor's opinion, the allergy, put the food down, Vasa, and start working the 12 steps. And I went cold turkey. I wish I, I could tell it was easy. It was very difficult, but one day at a time, one meal at a time, and it becomes a way of life. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Kathy Kay, are you out here? Okay. Perhaps later. Barbara E., it's your turn, followed by Knessa Kay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Sometimes we do get double muted. All right. I will start my timer. Ha. Here I am. Okay. Well, like the jaywalker, walking out into traffic for the thrill of it, sometimes I would simply eat for the thrill of it, jumping right back into the toxic behaviors and then jumping on the bathroom scale the next morning to see if I'd gotten away with it. I rarely had, but sometimes... Oh, joy, I got away with it. So I thought, let me see if I can get away with it again, engaging in those dangerous behaviors. Maybe it'll hurt me, but not enough to flatten me. However, my body told a different story. You can't hide in your size 24 clothing and think no one noticed. I had two conflicting ideas. I knew my obesity would kill me, But then again, I thought, life's too short. After all, I'm not as bad as you are. Yes, I ate out of the garbage, ate off the floor, hid food all over the house, left my young babies to drive down to the fast food to get my fix, veered from a size 2 to a size 24. I was just like the jaywalker, rushing headlong out to eat the toxic foods that were killing me. I simply refused to accept that these behaviors would kill me. The thrill of seeing if I could get away with it with just five pounds gained. Soon, a taste, a lick, and a bite became a slice, a sliver, a slab, and finally a slob. But what the heck? I'll think about it tomorrow. I may be a little bloody or maimed, but I'm not dead yet. I was like a rabbit being slowly boiled in water. I didn't know enough to jump out and save myself. I needed that psychic rearrangement. I couldn't tell the truth from the false. I was compelled to repeat the same mistakes, using every excuse to go back to the crazy behaviors that were killing me. 
I was by any measure insane. It took years for my family to finally help me to find the gift of desperation. That was 22 years ago. That's when I crawled into OA, desperate and home and hopeless. Well, sisters and brothers, there is a solution, and it is here, contained in the 12 steps of this book. God didn't make junk, and we're not junk. So together, together with the Reminder. fellowship, thank you, with the fellowship and the steps and the tools, we can do what we can never live do alone. We can recover. Have a beautiful weekend. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Okay, Knessa K., it's your turn, and followed by Nessa R. Good morning, Knessa. Knessa, star one. Good morning. Can you hear me now? I can, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry about that. <clears throat> he tries, uh, Knessa K., recovered in Ohio. He tries every known means to get the jaywalking out of his head. Um, I don't think there's any one of Knessa, us. Knessa, I'm sorry, excuse me. Can you clear the line? There's a lot of metal sound behind you. Is that better? A little bit. Hmm. Go ahead. I don't know what, okay, thanks. He tries every uh, to get away from Are you on speaker, Knessa? Yes. Take off the speaker, please. Yeah, I was trying to read from the reading more. I'm sorry. Um, So I'm not going to be able to read it. Um, He tries every thought in his head, I think it said, to get the thought out of his mind. I I can't read it word for word now, unfortunately. Um, You know, the jaywalker, any person who's recovered loves to keep, loves these two paragraphs. Um, I think any person who's new to the program loves these two paragraphs. But what really stood out for me about that sentence, and I'm sorry I couldn't read it word for word, was one of the things that was that I heard recently was we cannot change a thought with a thought. And um, I remember once when I was trying to put the food down and couldn't, I was working with a sponsor and I was rambling. Of course, at the time, I didn't realize it, but I was rambling like crazy. And she said to me, Can I, say, I don't hear any stillness. And that sentence was a game changer for me because I was the jaywalker who kept trying to go out. And there was something that happened that day, although it was a long time before I put the food down um, after that, um, there was something that happened that day that challenged me that thought, I want to get into stillness. And I tried it. And it was the first time that as a jaywalker, I stopped trying to cross the street. I just wanted to listen for my next thought instead of trying to find my next thought. And I think over time, the recovery came because I kept listening for my next thought instead of trying to figure out what that was going to be. And I think, you know, 
for years I was in therapy, and, and as someone else said, you know, listening to, you know, can't you just have a little, can't you just cut that out, can't you just cut that out, whatever that was, but I can't do it. Um, and so now it's very interesting to me that I was just talking to a fellow yesterday, and, you know, in our conversation we talked about how we don't even miss those things because I look forward now to that stillness. And, of course, it's the change of thought that that stillness brings. And, again, it doesn't make any difference what that higher power is. It can be a chair, the fellowship, whatever, but I can no longer be in charge of the thought because I will jaywalk again. And so, you know, I'll just close by saying again, I can't change a thought with a thought. And how liberating and wonderful it is to have another place to go and I cho- 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 that's God for me, but what a liberating idea that there's something else other than me. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Knessa. Nessa R., it's your turn. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater um, in Toronto, Canada. And um, I also want to comment on the same on the same um, passage. And um, I just um, okay, here it is. He tries every known means to get the jaywalking idea out of his head. Um, to me, what jumps out here is that it's out of his head and not out of his body. And you know, I spent 46 years um, trying every known means to get the overeating idea out of my body. Um, Nine of those years were here inside the room, um, not realizing that I had to get it out of my head, not out of my body. I tried every diet possible. um, And of course, they didn't work um, because none of them addressed my head. Um, In programs, um, in the first nine years of my tenure here, um, I worked on abstinence and tool program. And of course, Nothing really happened. I, I was never really able to keep my abstinence. I actually didn't even lose any weight, you know, um, because I didn't understand that although uh, my body is sick, and this is the innovation uh, of Dr. Saltworth, although my body is sick and it does, it does have an allergy, you know, the greater um, aspect of my disease is in my mind rather than in my body. And it says um, on page 19 that the elimination of alcohol is but a beginning which means and that, that word but is extremely important because it means that, yes, it is an extremely important beginning. It's a prerequisite without which nothing can happen, but it is only a beginning. It cannot be the goal. You know, the goal is a solution, which uh, in my case, because I suffer from a spiritual malady that manifests itself in an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind, that solution is God. And so the solution has to bring me to a, to a close connection with him. Um, and this is what the steps do. This is exactly what the steps do. It get the, the compulsive overeating idea out of my mind. Um, you know, it, it says so in the, in the promises um, to, to step 10 in pages 84 and 85, you know, when he promised me, promised me that I'm not going to be fighting food anymore, that I'm going to be placed in a position of neutrality. You know, that is getting the idea 
um, out of getting um, the overeating out of my head. And, you know, so many times I read this story and so many times I missed this very crucial point. You know, I always thought, yeah, I overeat like this uh, Jay Walker man, Jay Walk. But I never thought, you know, hey, the problem is in Gentle my reminder. head. Not in, thank you. And not in my body, but in, in my body and not in my mind. And so, um, you know, once, once I became clear and I worked the steps, you know, the, the impossible happened. Abstinence ensued, weight loss ensued, and more importantly, Time. I mean, thank you. Um, um, a, a close connection with God that took the idea entirely out of my head. So I'm not even thinking about food these days more than, you know, just Time. how am I going to, thank you, how am I going to nourish my body? And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Okay, so we are in the chapter more about alcoholism. We're on page 38, the first paragraph on through the years. Commenting on that one paragraph, who would like to share this morning? Ginger C. Ginger L. Mary L. Who else? Michael M. Something M. Michael M. Nancy Michael. Nancy yes. P. Melissa C. Melissa C. One more. Michelle K. Michelle, it's yours. Okay. Ginger C. Mary L. Michael M. Nancy P. Melissa C. Michelle K. If you're not Ginger C., would you all please kindly press star one and mute your phone? Ginger C., good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me, Maura? I can't thank you. Oh, beautiful. Ah, so exciting. It works. So and now I don't. Ginger? Ginger C. Okay. Round there you two. Are. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for your service, Maura. This is Ginger C. Recovered compulsive overeater in Chicago. And um, on through the years, this conduct continues. And of course, it continues. I'm an addict, and once I start, I can't stop. And um, it's interesting all this sharing that has been going on because really, so many times when I went to eat, I just didn't care. I was done. I needed something, and I needed it now. And I did not care. I did not think it through. I just needed to eat. And four years ago on Independence Day, freedom, thank you, God, my beginning to my last binge, I pray. Um, you know, that pain pressed in on me again, like life does. And I was still so maladjusted to it, didn't like the information God was presenting yet once again. And I ate, and I couldn't eat hard enough or fast enough to get away from this pain. This pain was the greatest pain that I had experienced in many, many moons. And thank God I fell off like a ski jump. Thank God the food could not do for me any longer. Because until I was able to finally concede and to really be done and really be afraid of this disease and what it entails, 
I was going nowhere with OA. I was gaining weight. I didn't like my body. I wanted a change. I wanted some relief. But I wasn't willing to go to any lengths for this. I wasn't willing to say goodbye to the food in the way that I did in Virginia Beach. So thank God for every beautiful bite because one last bite and I may not be sharing this morning with you and to be alive and awake, to be present for my daughter. So yesterday when she said, Mom, can you please just not be on the phone? And I wasn't doing a lot of calls, you guys. I've changed so much since the beginning. I used to always, my husband thought I was a switchboard operator. But to listen and to respect another, that is tremendous. I would not care in the past. I would have just kept talking and going. And I promised her for the rest of the trip, I'm not taking any more calls. I'm just going to be with her until I leave Saturday night. But, you know, the greatest gift is that we are men and women that still live, and we are free men and women. And we don't need a bodyguard, and we don't need to be confined like this gentleman thought. I can go anywhere on this earth. And I never thought I would stop eating. So if you're hurting today, I hope that pain is enough to say goodbye. you got to get clean and clear with the food. So many people, I send them to a dear Hi. friend because she helps them to see that they're not clean and clear yet. And nothing's going to begin until that happens. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. Mary L., it is your turn. Okay, here we go. I'm Mary L., recovered in Florida today. My first time sharing on this meeting. I'm out walking, so if traffic goes by, I'm sorry. Um, I definitely identify with this with this paragraph. And like we were talking about yesterday, you know, I feel like uh, that the jaywalking example is absurd. And the absurd thing is, is that I didn't even know that I was the jaywalker. And, you know, for me, I've been in and out, in and out, in and out. And um, three months ago, landed on vision and I'm ever so grateful for those who have given freely to me. Um, you know, I woke up one day and what I realized is that it didn't matter whether I was fat or whether I had dieted myself to a reasonable body weight, I was miserable. I had, and, and, I, and I'm in another fellowship as well, but I was still miserable. And, you know, Harlan always talks about the buildup of human emotions. Yeah, food is great, right? You, it's, it's the answer to the buildup of human emotions. But I'm, I was so sick and tired of the emotions. I knew that the food was only going to last for so long. Um, I wasn't still convinced. I wasn't still convinced. You know, I thought, well, I'm not as bad as I used to be. Well, I don't, I don't binge and purge like I used to in my 20s, but I do eat a jar of peanut butter in one day. You know, but I eat everything else organic. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and I just wanted to just share with everyone today that, you know, if you could just identify in the pain, the pain of I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired and just give the solution a chance. It really does work. And like my first sponsor said to me, if you focus on the food, you will lose the program. 
if you focus on the program, you will lose, you will, um, excuse me, focus on the weight, you will lose the program. If you focus on the program, you lose the weight. Thanks. Thank you, Marielle. Michael M., it's your turn, followed by Nancy P. Thank you. Thank you for your service. I'm Michael M., recovered one day at a time. I uh, I just identify so much uh, with the jaywalker in, in the sense of I'm a long-timer, and every whatever length of time it might be, I will get a craving or I will get a, a need one particular thing and that's for years and years and years it, it happens and it's so strong it's the strongest uh I, and so i understand almost having to do it the way the 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 jaywalker it's very painful for me and it's very difficult to to understand why this happens but each day that i continue to enhance my spiritual life I understand, and vision has been very, very important to me. I've been coming around for the last two years, and I've been in program many, many years. Vision is extremely special for me, and it's it's made miraculous changes. Even in my other programs, the Big Book meeting has now the same um, format as vision, which is unbelievable. So for me, thank you so much for your service, and thank you for being there. Have a great day. Thank you, Michael. Nancy P., it's your turn, followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Nancy. Hi. Thanks for letting me share. Um, Yeah, for me, Nancy P., as usual, it's all about surrender. And this story of the jaywalker is about a guy that is under the delusion that he's in control. So so the whole, it's like a, um, a little... Thumbnail, thumbnail sketch of the whole program. It's all about surrender and control. And if I thought that I had the one, then I didn't have the other. And so when I thought I was in control, I hadn't surrendered. And when I have sur- since I have surrendered, I know that I'm not in control. And, you know, this guy says, uh, the story goes, you know, on through the years, his, this conduct continues accompanied by his continual promises to be careful or to stay off the streets altogether continual promises. Now, I knew when I woke up in the morning, I would say either I'm not going to eat today or I wonder if I'm going to eat today or I hope I'm not going to eat today or I guess I'm going to eat today. And, you know, I that was my reality. I actually believed, you know, whatever it was, you know, I'm definitely not going to eat today or maybe, you know, I'll be able to make this time be different. And, um, You know, I spent four and a half decades in that state of mind um, until I was finally stopped by life circumstances. And um, but once I surrendered, I was, you know, I was I have been easily able to control. I don't like to use the word control, but I have been easily able to, you know, live in the jungle that is, you know, the grocery store, the fast food, you know, to go with my kids or whatever. Um, you know, and I haven't found the need to hurt myself with food. And, you know, I was, as I was reading this, I turned back to the doctor's opinion where it says, um, um, you may rely anything upon anything these people say about themselves. And today, 
you know, my word is good. Today, I don't, I'm not living in this delusion that I'm in control. Today, I understand what's what with me and food. And um, when I say something to my husband about, you know, what we, you know, what I need in that area, he believes me. And because he has no reason not to. And um, today I live in the truth. And today I've surrendered to the idea that, you know, parallel to my normal life is this obsession of the mind that's alive and well, even though it's quiet today, but I know it's still there. And, um, you know, I always say this, but it's all about surrender. Once I surrendered, all my problems, although they're all, every single one of them is alive and well they sort of went back into the cage and today I live a life that's happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I'll pass. Morrissey, we cannot hear you. Press star one. Oops. Thank you, Vasa. Sorry about that. Nancy, thank you for your share. Melissa C., it's your turn. Hi. Good morning. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. I'm going to start my timer. Um, you know, at, at the um, end of the chapter, it, you know, it, it kind of repeats the whole point of what the chapter is, and it's to determine um, that we have no mental defense against it. And so... This story just um, just really drives the point home that we can't rely on a mental defense. And so, you know, when I read about the jaywalker, it the purpose is for me to try to determine if I'm insane. You know, did my conduct continue? You know, um, did I promise continually to be careful? And when I see that, I I, I put in parentheses, moderate, because that's what being careful means, or giving it up altogether, you know, like swearing things off. And, yeah, the answer is yes. You know, um, did it affect my job? You know, like this guy lost his job. Um, You know, well, it didn't, I didn't lose my job, but I certainly wasn't performing, you know, to my ability. Um, And, you know, did did it it damage a marriage? Um, You know, I wasn't a great partner. You know, so it it did that, you know. Um, Was I, you know, uh, subject to ridicule? Absolutely. You know, I know people said things to me directly or about me um, and that were cruel, you know. And, um, And, you know, if there was a habit that led to losing your job, hurting your marriage, hurting your health, damaging your reputation, your self-respect, you know, one would think, of course, just stop it, you know, and that a person who won't stop it or can't stop it has to be crazy. And um, and I hated that word insane. I hated the idea that that this was questioning my sanity. But there's no other explanation that makes sense, you know. Um, and I was... Uh, shared a story a long time ago about um, someone who walks down the street and falls in a hole and then, you know, takes a long time to get out of the hole. And it's not their fault, you know. And then 
walks down the street again, um, you know, gets out of the hole, walks down the street again, and oops, you know, fell in the hole again. And, okay, takes a long time to get out, you know, then walks down the same street and steps over the hole, you know. Um, And then at the end of the story, you know, walks down an entirely different street. And that would make sense if you're sane. Gentle reminder. Yeah, only I'm a jaywalker, and I can't stay away from the street where the hole is. And um, and that's why I need a power greater than myself. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa C. Michelle K., it's your turn. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Michelle. I'm a compulsive overeater from New Jersey. I fell into relapse on the 4th of July, and I just feel so defeated and lost. And um, I've been struggling with my absence for the past month. I had almost a year. And um, I stopped working my program. I stopped caring about myself. Now I'm filled with anger and self-pity and trying to figure out how to get back to where I belong. And um, this passage about jaywalking and about the behavior just really got to me. It's the behavior. It's the nonchalant um, arrogance and ego in your mind gets in the way. It clouds your judgment and then allows the disease to take over. And um, I need to get out of my head and get my head out of my ass and just do what I need to do for myself. And I'm having a really hard time doing that. So this is, I actually have a day off today. I was truly grateful to be able to be on um, this meeting. So I uh, just wanted to thank you all for your shares and your compassion to those of us that are suffering. And that's all I have to say. Thank you very much for allowing me to share. I'll pass. Thank you, Michelle. And suggest that you stay on, if you can, to the end of the second hour where they will announce time for people to put out their names and numbers looking for outreach calls. Please keep coming back. Thank you. Okay, we have five minutes left, so I'm thinking two, two and a half shares. Who would like to share? This is Judy Kay. Linda D. from Connecticut. Judy Kay. Judy Kay, Linda D., we got them. Okay. Judy Kay, go ahead, please, followed by Linda D. You've got two and a half minutes. Okay, thanks. This is Judy Kay in North Carolina. So the the whole example of jaywalking, it sounds like an absurdity to all of us, but compulsion is really an absurdity. And I'm thinking that that's what it must look like to the people around us when we keep going back to the food. The pain of life is what drives us. We want that ease and comfort. And we keep going back to it 
and back to it, and it becomes another habit going back to it. Every compulsion, every compulsion um, probably touches on insanity, but it's also absurdity. So I was thinking, um, I can remember back to when I was a kid. It was the 1960s, and I remember the sign saying, no jaywalking, don't jaywalk. And I thought to myself, so what's the big deal to walk to the corner? I don't understand why people jaywalk. Well, it's because they want to get someplace in a hurry. And I guess my compulsion has always been get this pain away from me and get it away in a hurry. And that's why the, the food was always there. And also, I was always trying to figure out how much can I get away with? Can I get away with two feet away from the crosswalk? Can I get away with 11 or 12 cherries instead of 10 if that's what's in a portion size? And I guess the more that I try to see how, what I can get away with, the more I'm in the compulsion and the more I'm in the disease. Not until I'm connected with my higher power. Clean and clear from the substance and the behaviors not unless I'm connected to that higher power can I feel safe and protected. Um, and so I wish everybody recovery. Oh, and thanks. I pass. Thank you, Judy Kay. Linda D., it's your turn. Good morning, Nora. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I... Um, I like that image of the jaywalker. That's really useful. And um, very often I have a big mirror, a hand mirror that's, uh, you know, uh, exaggerated on one side and normal on the other. And um, very often it's useful for me to look in that mirror and look in my eyes and say, are you a jaywalker? Well, I'm abstinent and I have been recovered for a number of years. But what is a jaywalker? A jaywalker is a self-destructive person, and I certainly have been self-destructive destructive with food. And then through doing the steps, I saw how self-destructive I was in my thinking. And all of the step work, and with the help of all of you, the big book um, visions, I'm at the point where I have a lot of recovery, but I'm still a person that's very young to the earth in the sense of a spirit-guided life. That's a big statement from somebody who is an atheist. And no, I'm not a, uh, you know, a, a fanatic. This stuff really, truly works. So when I surrender, I'm, I'm giving up fear as a way of life, and I'm surrendering to love. That is what it turns out to be. And you couldn't have told me that if I didn't live it. So I choose to live it today because there's no other choice. And it's wonderful. But it's work. Keep coming. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Linda. And you are the last share for the day. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Important number for today, share ID 13,118.
13118. And now we'll close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Larry Kay, are you there? I'm here, Maura. Thank you for your service. Um, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose to you uh, more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.